Mike Chickadee check one two one two. Mike Chickadee check one two. Where are you from the nineties? Hey man. Hey man. It's another episode of Two Tones. We back. Open up, Mike Chickadee check. It's been it. We back though. We have. It's really been more than a minute. We haven't been here like at least two weeks. Two weeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely two weeks. So, Man, life be happy, but dog. Life does happen, but we're definitely back. Um, yep. So we here. Tony, introduce yourself real quick. Hey. If you don't know by now, listen. I mean. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. But, you know, you never know. You could have new listeners, right? We we welcome all you new Maybe. listeners. This is Tony Timberlake been- 3. You can follow me on Instagram, uh-huh. Twitter, all that good stuff. More importantly, follow the show at Two two tones. That's the number two T W O T O N E S. That's on Twitter. You can follow follow us on Twitter. Follow us on SoundCloud. Two tones podcast. You can also find us on iTunes by searching the number two T O N E S. And when you get there, please go comment, comment. and rate, yeah, rate, rate, rate. rate. <laughs> like that song you heard in the beginning. That's the song we made specifically for the show. We hijacked Word. Kevin Gates' two phones and put two tones a spin that's on right. it. Go comment and rate, rate, rate. So. Go do that. Um, yeah, and I'm Tony T. And definitely, and definitely share the so. show as well. Share the show. With I mean, your I'm friends. Tony Lee. I'm wildin'. Yeah, share the show. I'm Tony Lee. I said I'm Tony T. Never. Ugh. No, I'm you want to be me? Seriously, I don't do that. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna have a great debate. Tony Lee versus Tony T. That's gonna be our next great debate. No, no, but um, please share the show too. If y'all like the show, we have religious discussions, um, health discussions, music discussions. Primarily, we have uh, comedy discussions, definitely. sports discussions. You know, just we're gonna just have a little bit a of all that today. A little intellect, empathy, emotion, laughter. You know, dichotomy. But um, yeah, I'm Tony Lee. Follow me. Um, shout out to the listeners that are listening. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I'm still there, man. We ain't have a show in two weeks. We just hope some of y'all still holding on because <laughs> y'all holding us down while we was in the bing. <laughs> all four or five of y'all, man, holding us down. That's still listening. You know, um, so we're here. Oh, um, man. what's up, Tony? What you been up to, man? Ah, oh, man, work. Besides being fake busy. Work okay. <laughs> no, straight up okay. work. Just you know, adjusting uh, and readjusting my schedule as I get right, more right. work uh, to do. Um, you know, just doing that. The husband thing. You know, the husband thing. That's definitely a a, a, a covenant in itself. I don't want to say a job in itself, but maybe a job too. I'm not married. It's a covenant. Yeah, you know I mean, so. It definitely, but a it definitely, in you know, for anybody who thinks that marriage is easy, uh, let me say it, it is not. Listen, I know, I know, I'm divorced. It. For you listeners, that <laughs> yo, what <laughs> for the podcast? Just for podcast purposes, this just sounds good. I'm not divorced. I've never been married, but yo, this sounds good to say. Yeah, I'm divorced, man. But nah, marriage is definitely lovely. Let me not. Let me make sure I let y'all know marriage is a lovely thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that takes work and time and patience. Lots of patience. Yep. So I've heard. So, but it's a beautiful thing, and I salute you. And my wife, wife got a lot of patience dealing with me. Uh, <laughs> Hell, I got a lot of patience dealing with you in this podcast. Hey, fam, I mean, you're listen, here. About, listen you know? here, fam. Listen, yo, run but, um, my fade soon. No, I'm gonna run your fade. I'm definitely gonna run. We're gonna IG live the fade that we run. Yep. Oh, we can definitely no, no, don't, don't do that because I don't want to embarrass you to the fans. No, I don't want to embarrass you on your IG live. Listen, listen, listen. We're beefing. Since we're talking beef, let's talk, let's get this beef out the way. Yes, let's talk Remy about and Nikki it. Happened. It's a lot of beef Remy going on. Oh yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> let's talk about Remy and Nikki real quick because that's basically over. Um, what was your whole view on the whole thing? What do you think about no frauds and Nikki versus? All right, did and- we talk about first? Let's let's backtrack. Did we talk about Sheether at all on the show? I don't remember. No, we didn't. Okay, no, we didn't. So, do you want to start there? We could just give a recap, you know. Okay. I mean, what, so, what happened? Subliminal's been going around between Nikki and Remy for a while. Uh-huh. Nikki sent some subliminals on a Gucci Mane record uh, because Remy's been calling herself the queen of rap. And Nikki kind of just laughed at her and said, uh, if you're the queen of rap, where your plaque's at? You got one mm-hmm. plaque. <laughs> um, yeah. And I Remy. argument. Yes. But go ahead. So Remy responded saying, no, to be the queen of rap, you got to actually rap. And then decided to rap for seven minutes over Ether and called it Sheether. Um, mm-hmm. Very personal record. A lot of very, a lot of digs at um, Nikki's image. Yeah, a lot of a lot digs of at Nikki's 
character, a lot of digs at Nikki's family, digs at Nikki's money, just a lot of digs. Um, which is a it's a it's a it's a battle rap record. So of course, mm-hmm. and if you've heard Ether, rap. you saw a lot of personal digs between Nas from Nas to Jay. So it kind of fit in in terms of the spirit of the record. Um, out of my throne. <laughs> um, Nikki didn't respond initially, and Remy dropped another one, uh, pun uh-huh. intended. Um, and that was her second record. She tried to do the back to back thing, but it didn't quite work as well as Drake's back to back between Charged Up and Back to Back. And I think yep. the I think the difference is um, all right. So one Drake went with like a love tap first and then a haymaker mm-hmm. where Remy came with the haymaker first and then came with something that wasn't as strong. Um, right. The second time around. Also, haymaker primarily based on content though. Haymaker. Haymaker, yeah, haymaker was, based was based on content. On content, not necessarily with Drake. The haymaker was more so just the impact of the record and the record working. It was everything. A club record and a single, not just a battle rap record, Mm -hmm. because he made it. He draked it. He made it something that people want to sing along to. That's what Drake does. Nikki claimed. So it brings us now to Nikki track. (sighs) Okay, so let's talk about Nikki's tracks. Nikki (laughs) dropped three tracks. (laughs) One with Wayne, yeah. one by herself, and one with Wayne Those and Drake. Um, yeah. yeah, let's talk about the yeah. one with her, Drake, and Wayne, where she just threw shots at Remy and basically said Remy was a basic B from the Boogie Down Bronx. Everybody knows. You had surgery, too. Yeah, you had um, surgery, too, and you are petty because you shot your friend over a stack and left your son. You know, it, shot your friend over a rack and left your son over a stack. Um you know, I hate the LeBron. I hate the number thing. She said the numbers don't count. Yeah. While LeBron got six, that's this is the difference. Okay, let me tell she Nikki said, and everybody else who thinks that way. Hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, go ahead. In sports, it's a contest. Here, here so in insert sports, chopper ringing. <laughs> yeah, in in, sp- <laughs> in sports, it's a contest. You so it is based off who won the most because it's sports as it's, it's actual contest. Yes, right? absolutely. Like you have to win to be considered the best. But in music, it's not a contest. You don't have to win anything. Music is, has always been, will always be subjective. Grammys yep. are not. It's not a contest in music. So to bring that numbers argument, well, LeBron got six, I compare him. Because in sports, it's a contest. You actually have to compete. You don't compete in music, in a sense, right? It's not an mm-hmm. a, a end goal. So that whole argument was dumb. Like, I don't think she thought that through. Or she probably thought people was going to think the same. So you know what? They do say LeBron needs six. And I mean, yeah, Nicki don't. That's stupid. Like, it's and, yeah. and when you look at in terms of even like in rap, let's look at like king titles. People who've called themselves kings, T.I. called himself the king of the south. When he started calling himself the king of the south, and this is no disrespect to T.I., I think he's a phenomenal rapper, but he uh-huh. wasn't the hottest rapper out of Atlanta at the time. Ludacris was arguably the biggest rapper out of Atlanta at the time. You had um, right. Outkast moving. 10 million uh-huh. units at the time. Like, there was a lot of other successful and wildly successful artists out of Atlanta, out of Houston, out of Louisiana that could have yeah. said, you know, I'm the king of the South. But T.I. made the claim. And nobody really disputed it. Um, for <laughs> Possibly for good reason. Man, when you start running to your money to for, as a scapegoat, I, I don't mind doing that in the battle see, rap, you know who you let... should blame, right? Who? Blame Jay. I knew he was going to say Jay. But no, no. This is the thing. You said I, I don't mind you running to your money. This is the thing. I don't mind you running to your money if that's not the only thing you're going to be running to. If I'm going to like, battle you whatever, I'm going to talk about ish, I'm going to say my money. I'm going to say everything. And I'm going to rap. But if you just really make the basis of your argument or your, your battle to say, I got money, I got this. Drake can't do that. Drake, listen, he, he clowned them the whole time. Drake could have said, I got Grammys. I do this. I sold more to you. Get out of no, here. No, he could have. Nah. You're right. So he... And I'm not against that approach, but don't let that be the main approach. Cause that, and, saying, and it can't be your approach outside of records, too, because then it looks real desperate. So, like, with, yeah, with Nikki. I sold a million. Yeah, I'm the number one like billboard. Nikki, she screenshotted the bill. I think it was the Billboard article about the sales of Plato or Plomo, the Remy and uh, Fat yeah. Joe album. 
And I think it sold like 11,000 or something like that. That was the number. And she was like mm-hmm. saying it in like, she showed it in like a snickering kind of attitude. Like, how you the queen? You ain't even move units. Like, I move units. I do this. Yeah. And but it's based on who's better. You know, like, that, I, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of factors that go into moving units. Um, right, right. Especially when you're talking about this music business now. Like, there was a time when, you know, a, a C-list rapper could, you know, sell a million units just having a hit single because people would buy the album yeah. because of just yeah, the song. Different. I mean, I think Benzino went platinum. Like, if that don't tell you, you know, if that don't tell you what the industry used to be, you know. Yeah, well, that's the last yeah. time we're going to say his name on this podcast. Absolutely. But, but you know, but but it's the point. <laughs> the point is that. <laughs> no, but the point is there. You know what I mean? Right, right, just, right, right, right. You know, he could say I'm a platinum selling artist, so I have the right to, you know, come at an Eminem, which mm-hmm. clearly we know he, he had no right to come at Eminem. Right, but he... Well, I mean, he had so the right you, in the sense of hip-hop, but in terms of his social standing right. within hip-hop, he really had no reason to even do that. And skill-wise, so he had you, no reason. What do you think about the record, man? What, 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 Nikki's what, record? Who won? What do you think about if, the record and who won? Okay, Both. so if we're looking at just records and just based on what was said in these records... I would say I would say Remy won. Okay, and but so no frauds. You like it? Was it a hit? Because she said, "Now money, we don't make diss records. We make hit records." But whatever. Like what Drake did, she thinks she can do. And she no frauds definitely ain't the hit that back to back is. And it no, absolutely not. But I, I think it'll get radio hit, play because of who it is and who's on it. That's it. But it's not a hit. Like you, it's not even a hit to me. It's, I mean, well, it's she not. might say, "Look at the numbers," but listen, that's not. But when you I got mean, connections and pull and people. Yeah, and when you also got she, a whole machine pushing your album and... And when you got your friends playing your disc record in the car because you called them and told them and like, act like you're surprised. Stop it. Yeah, Tanache, Ariana Grande. Like, oh, they're playing a the record. I'm surprised. Like, Nikki, you told them to. Like, no one's bumping that crap. Like, I heard No Frost once and I never ran... I, I'm good. Yeah, I didn't need I'm to hear good. it again. So Remy won, basically. Based off the content, based off the music. Even though Ether Sheetha was offbeat a little time, her flow, whatever, but... Based off the music, <laughs> Remy won, right? Yeah. Right? Okay, and Nikki, yeah. See, Nikki with that, like, when she started rapping like that, like, Nikki got bars, but, like, the old Nikki, like. It's just, you know, like, what? She a pop really? star now, man. She it's a just pop like, star. She gave him a verse. Keep it moving. Yeah. I mean, she'd have been better off just not addressing it, honestly. Just BJ's nah, and say I'm in the air. I don't hear Negroes corny raps. Like just ignore it if you really she think you. Kept moving, but the streets would have been like, Nah, Nikki, you ain't the queen. You got Remy challenge you. What's think up? She cared. Like I no, know. I didn't. No, she, she kept it up. Really she gave care. a verse. She might really she cared because care. she definitely responded. True. So we can't say. But I mean, does cared. that affect her bottom line? Not really. Does that stop no, her it, money flow? No. But no, obviously, but what about her? Rep- the you reputation in the streets it could affect it. I don't think so. At this point, who are there people in the hood really buying her albums? I mean, the, the, no. Th- this is the thing we never see Nicki battle, and Nicki talk all this ish, right? So now when someone accepts, to well, you, I mean, she always, think about it. So, but like, hold I'll on, say Nikki, this: she's talk- delivered some lines that are battle esque, but she's always been punching down, like punching at Little Kim. And Lil' Kim was not... Well, who was on a level to punch at? You say punch it down, like a woman-wise. No, but I mean... it. W- it w- yeah, you're right. There was nobody who was... Who had the... Now, if Lauryn Hill retired... I mean, come out of retirement, get on that guitar... I mean, you ain't see the picture of her balance. laying hands nah. on Nikki? <laughs> Y'all seen that? Nikki, you my bowed down. Oh, my God. <laughs> she bowed down like Lauren was the Pope and Lauren just laid hands on Nick- her. Like, what? Nikki just looked at her. I mean, no, no Lauren looked at her. Nah, Nikki, Nikki know what's up when it comes to Lauren. Like, we ain't even, they ain't even the same hemisphere. Yeah. But, um, I but mean, yeah, man, so Remy won that. You, you got any more to talk on that? We talked a little bit too long about that beef that was over 10 years ago. We did. Let's move on. Let's talk about two, some two fresh beef. <laughs> Uncle Snoop versus your, your president. Versus my president, Mr. Donald J. Trump. J, right? <laughs> it's going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. People know. Know the line. Sometimes the American people... No, but um, yeah. So basically, so tell us Snoop what Dogg happened. Made a video. Yeah, Snoop Dogg made a video. I think it was a music video or something like that, a parody video. 
He had a Trump lookalike in the video with an orange face. And um, <coughs> Snoop Dogg pulled out a gun. A long story short, pulled out a gun and shot it at Trump. Now, the gun wasn't with a bullet. It was the ones that, you know. The little the, play uh, guns little that have the flag that say bang. That says <laughs> bang, right? So like he Stone pointed Cold at Trump. Like McMahon. Exactly. He pissed his pants. So he, he shot <laughs> Yo, it at that Trump. Was hilarious. And it, yeah, Vince, the greatest uh, marketer in history, the greatest showman in history. But mm. he shot it at Trump, boom, bang. And then that was the thing. I guess he had a parody video like, yeah, I'm going to shoot Trump with this. It's funny. Yeah, you know I mean, I hate this dude, whatever. So Trump goes to Twitter. I got the tweet right here. I'm going to read it. Can you imagine what the outcry would be if Snoop Dogg, he added them. This is hilarious that the president is adding rappers. But if Snoop Dogg fell in career and all, had aimed and fired the gun at President Obama. Jail time! Exclamation point. So, I mean, Snoop has basic- Snoop, let's, yeah, let's handle this first, then we'll have the conversation about that. Go ahead. Okay. So, Trump got, I guess, got on Twitter, seen the video, and added Snoop, like, just fell in Korea, trying to shade him up. Granted, they definitely met before this. Like, they met each other before in real life, right? So, Snoop thought it was a funny thing, I guess, and Trump got offended, got to Twitter. Then Bow Wow jumps in. 106 in Park, Mr. 106 in Park, jumps in and says, Hey, yo, at real Donald Trump, such a punk ass up talking shit about my uncle, Snoop Dogg, before we pimp your wife and make her work for us. And shortly after, Black Twitter turned their back on Bow Wow. They said (laughs) the memes are hilarious. Bow Wow is the only person we won't defend, only black person we won't defend when it comes to Trump. And I guess the memes are hilarious. So, Snoop, Snoop Dogg makes a parody video. Trump's at something. Bow Wow jumps in and adds him. And T.I. at Trump, whatever, I guess on Instagram, it talks about him saying, yeah, I support Snoop. So what's your thoughts about this whole thing? It's hilarious that Bow Wow jumped in, and the tweet has since been deleted, I believe. I don't know if Snoop was going to respond, but do know, with this Secret Service and his presidency, I know it's funny, but Bow Wow, listen. Yeah, you <laughs> don't want problems, like that, dog. And threatening his wife. I know if he wasn't a president, it would probably have been like, all right, you can sleep at night. Dude, you're adding the president and the Secret Service and his wife. We're gonna pimp and all that. They probably gonna keep an extra eye on you now. It just, just keep a. Just hope a lot of your stuff don't get audited. You and Snoop, like now, because something that's playful is that jokingly, he he got the power now to really like yeah make life you know hell for you, make it hell for you, without even you knowing because he's the president. You would never. People know was like, who is so, this S Moss guy? I don't even know who that is. Who who is S. he? S Moss. Who is this guy? You know, Bow Wow jumped in and everybody turned their back. This isn't like, Randy Moss. Person. Who is this? <laughs> Stupid. Jay Moss? No, he's a gospel singer. No. <laughs> Moss. Moss. That grows on my... No, but... um. So that happened. What's your thoughts on that, man? I mean, who's not who you with? listen. <laughs> I, I have some thoughts. First off... Was it wise? Bow Wow yeah, should have like, just stayed out of it. it, it uh-huh. Like everything else. Snoop can stand on his own two feet. He, he's been in this game for a long time. He obviously knew he was making a political statement and whatever. And the outrage from the Fox News crowd, we knew that was going to happen. They outrage yeah. about anything. All lives matter. Unless it's yeah. against, you know, President Obama. Uh-huh. Um, then they find with whatever kind of disrespect you throw. But you disrespect any other president, they got a problem with it. Um, uh-huh. So, you know, whatever. Um but I want to tackle this question that, or this statement that Donald Trump makes about Snoop Dogg's career. Does Snoop have a failing career? Is that the is that really a thought? I'd never had that thought, but it's mm, interesting. Point, like it's um, interesting to say that he has a failing career when he has so many different um, careers in say. his career and different. Um, lives to his career in a sense, you know. We had he definitely doesn't have a failing career. Yeah, we got the career. Snoop. We got Snoop that we were introduced on, you know, deep cover, and you know, what's my name? Nothing but a G thing. All the good stuff. The Death Row era Snoop. Then he left. Then we got No Limit Snoop. Which shout out to C Murder down from my, you know, one of the greatest songs ever. Don't debate me. Hilarious. Um, so you know that's two eras of Snoop. Then you got Pharrell and Snoop. Snoop. It's it's a lot of reinvention. What was his last hit? Snoop's last hit. It was it was it drop like his heart. That was his last, I think, major hit. But he's had little minor hits since then. Like what? 
um, sensual seduction. Was that that's around that time though? Was it? Uh, it was like three or four years after dropping like it's hot. This Snoop Lion. Don't forget about that transition. That yeah, know. Snoop Lion. But his, listen, Reggae his Snoop. career isn't isn't it's family because he does stuff with Mark Stewart. I mean, he does commercials. He has yeah. a show, a little network thing. So his career definitely isn't failing. He has his own line of like weed G pens, whatever. So it's not failing. Yeah, he has like, like a but, weed Google thing too. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. So you can find weed. It's like an Uber for weed. Somebody. <laughs> so it's like Yelp for weed. I wouldn't know if they never smoke, but I would definitely use that app if I smoke. Um, just being real. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. So it's I don't think Snoop career is failing, but the rap career eh, he comes in and out when he wants to. I, I suppose. But I mean, but I at this point, should he really be you no know, relying on a rap career? That should not be his main source of income at this point. Twenty. Some odd years in. Right? Either way, it was hilarious. Donald Trump added <laughs> Donald Trump just be adding anybody. He, this Twitter stuff is funny and it's sad. I mean, this man, he's really the president. And it, it, I still it, it's sad and it's funny and it, but it shows America what we truly are. But Yo, yeah. So wait till um, he get his hands on Snapchat, dog. Oh, he probably has it already, but he probably doesn't want to use it. Nah. Twitter's he, more he, like Twitter's. He gonna get hilarious. a Trump filter on Snapchat first. Then he'll start the funniest, using it. The funniest thing is when he like he he'll act shocked on Twitter. Alarming news! It's fake. Like <laughs> it's funny when he tweets like that. Like he's shocked with stuff. Like mm-hmm. I can't believe it. You're lying. Like I'm like Trump. Relax. And the fact that we can add and talk junk time president and like that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that was hilarious. That happened with Snoop and Bow Wow. No one came to Bow Wow's aid again. Um, <laughs> it was like when he was when he did the Grammys and he tried to throw it to the Grammy show and it was like early. Yeah, yeah. That was just like this. He was like, and now I'm a diss Donald Trump and black Twitter gonna get on my they're gonna have my back. And Black Twitter was like, nah, we good. <laughs> Fall back. Top five Bow Wow records? Nah, boy, we we not we definitely doing that. What? Um, for what? <laughs> Bow Wow no, nah, don't for what? Bow Wow got records. No, Bow Bow got records. he got records, but why would we do a top five? That's a great question. Next segment. Um <laughs> MVP. Yes, let's NBA. talk NBA. Let's let us let us get this out the way real quick, man. We already know it's narrowed down to two people. So you want to say three? It, it, it is no. it is narrowed down it's, to two people, and yeah. they're having a triple double arms race. It's and one is just crushing it. That's Russell Westbrook. Uh-huh. Um, so, he's already set the record for most triple doubles in a season, averaging a triple double. And then also James Harden is right on his heels, almost at that triple double level. I think he's like maybe an assist short. Or a rebound yeah. short, something like that on average. But so we're getting it, man. I think James Harden is actually going to get the MVP. Really? Yes, because his yeah, team I haven't is watched better. it as much. I because his team much, is better. Honestly. His team's yeah, going to have the better point. record. That, that's and, the point. That's a great point. And not that Russell's not shouldering just as much of the the load, but also Harden is playing for a coach who. You know, a lot of people yeah. thought it was over for Dan Tony. Yeah. yeah, and if Steve Nash with twelve points and twelve assists could be MVP twice, James Harden averaging nearly a triple double, doing running the same offense, has got to be right there. Now, so you think James? You think James is getting it? I think he will get it. Okay, I is think, he playing the best this season? I know MVP is based on a season. Is he the best player this season? Is LeBron still the best player? Answer that for me. I think. Because Le- technically LeBron is still the most valuable player in the league. Like without yeah, LeBron. If you take any LeBron, LeBron off the Cavs, to, the Cavs are a lottery team. And put LeBron on any team, they're pretty much going to the championship at this point. On any winning team, right? And any team that's not I mean, winning, they'll be in the shoot. playoffs. You put him pretty right? much anywhere, he's going to make the playoffs and at least get to the Eastern Conference or Western Conference Finals. Right. Exactly. So LeBron is the best player, the most valuable player, but I guess who's playing the best right now is would be, right? It will be between Harden and Westbrook. And I think I think Hart I think Harden's turnover numbers are a little too high. So I think Harden, yeah. I think that would definitely go to Westbrook. Um but I think Harden's team being better and having a higher winning percentage is going to give him that edge with the voters. 
Now, yeah, I also enough. think that Kawhi Leonard is in this conversation more than he he should be in this conversation more than he actually is. Um, just shouldering the load for this San Antonio team that's dealt with injuries. Um, they've lost Pau Gasol for quite a bit of time. Now LaMarcus Aldridge is out indefinitely, and Mm -hmm. this dude is still dropping almost 30 a game. Guarding your best player, whether it's Westbrook, whether it's Harden, whether it's LeBron, Mm -hmm. Melo, KD, it don't matter. He's switching off of KD to cover Curry, to cover Clay. Like, this dude is insane. Yeah, he's amazing. He's, and I think amongst the players that are in this MVP conversation, I think he has the best winning percentage against the other competitors for that MVP crown. Yeah, but I mean, most likely, it, I don't think they're going... But I think it goes that. to Harden. I don't think his media presence is high enough. I don't think San Antonio plays enough uh, nationally televised games. And he obviously, he's not pulling the triple doubles, which is just a fascinating thing to see between Harden and Westbrook. So I want Westbrook to get it, but they might give it to Harden. Based on what you said, you might be right. But I want Westbrook to get it, man. I really do. It would be Westbrook's it right. would be dope to see Westbrook get it just because of, you know, seeing him kind of it kind of would fulfill that meme from a few years ago when he was looking at the MVP trophy yeah. as uh <laughs> KD was holding it. But kind of just him coming into his own as a team leader, especially with all the scrutiny that he's gotten over the past three, four, five years. Right, uh, right. When they didn't, load, man. Yeah, when they didn't reach the finals, it was always his fault. And now, yeah. you know, and all of the success in OKC is his fault. All of the success. I, I saw a yeah. stat. I think it was on, on SportsCenter yeah, that when he has a triple-double, they have like an 80% win percentage. When he doesn't, they have like a 34% win percentage. But he need more help over there, man. He definitely need more help over there. Absolutely. He needs shooters. He might get traded, though. He no, he's get not getting traded. They just signed him. They signed him to that big extension. Right, right, like the mega five-year, $219 million extension. He ain't going nowhere. He's in OKC probably for the rest of his career. Because so, at this point, we got Harden. He's pushing We got 30. Harden winning it. Yeah. I mean, you got it. I got – yeah. It's, we'll see. Either way, I won't be mad at either one. So I haven't been watching as much as here, honestly, but I won't be mad at either one. So I'm here for that. Yeah, you know I mean? So what? whatever whatever names get out, gets out the hat, you know what I mean? They pick, then we'll – uh. We'll rock with it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, horrible transition. Number two. Nah, nah it's all I'm... good. Let's move on. <laughs> and let's talk about. Let's talk about get out, man. You know, let's yeah, talk about get out. I was about out. to make it a transition, and you just you just threw it. No, no, do it all. Go ahead. Go ahead. Since KD decided that he was going to leave OKC, let's talk about get out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk um, about this movie, Get Out. Let's oh, let's do man. this now. There may be some spoilers in what we talk about. So if you have Listen. not seen the film and you do plan to, you can stop right now. Come back to us after you have seen it because we're going to kind of discuss the film and some of the things that we saw in it. Yeah, man. Interesting. Um, yeah, you started off. Go ahead. Okay. So what do, you, what do you think about the film? What do you think about it? Go let's ahead. talk about this film, Get Out, produced, directed, written by Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. Um uh-huh. Where when did you first hear about this film? Um, I was watching a, a movie I think last year sometime. I seen it in the trailer. Oh, that looks kind of dope. Yeah. Like, I seen it. I I never knew he had nothing to do with it and anything. I'm like, oh, a horror movie about white people, <laughs> but the horror is being like what they wow, it's different. So it's kind of dope. So, so I, I'm interested, you know. So okay. That's what I come from. So for me, I I first intro- I was first introduced to the film about a year ago. Um. I believe I went to see Barbershop 3, and it was one of the um, trailers. So it had like a year of marketing ahead of this film. Um, wow. And I remember sitting in the theater and, you know, Barbershop 3, black film with a black audience. So most of the theater was filled with black folks. And we were like, literally, everybody was like, why would we go see this? This is real life. <laughs> like, Literally, that was the sense of the room. Like, audibly, was like, man, I ain't going to see that. You know how you know how niggas are. Um, right, right, right. So, you know, initially, I was like, yeah, why would I see that? Um, and I saw it again. I saw the uh, trailer again when I went to see the net the uh, Nat Turner story. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, again, like, wow, this is getting a lot of publicity. Why do I need to see yeah. this? Um, I did not go to see it opening weekend, but I saw. You seen all it on the fire stick, right? No, I was at the theater. I saw all no, the no, no, um, no, no, no. I saw all the hubbub about this film, and was, and uh, the wife and I were like, okay, let's go see this film, see what everybody's talking about. So mm-hmm. that's how I came to see the film. Went and saw the film. Um, the film is about a black man. It looked like it was. Were they in New York? Nah, uh, they were somewhere else. They maybe maybe in the country. They were in the a Texas. metropolitan at the very least. They were in a major metro. With an air, with yeah. an airport. You oh, know. him and her. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I'm thinking of not where they went to, okay. where he right, and the girl right, were. Right. So it's a black dude. You know, he's a mm-hmm. photographer and he's dealing. He's dating this young lady, white woman. Um, you're introduced to her. She comes with breakfast to his house, and she did the most crazy uh, white person thing ever. She walked up to the door and her hands were full. She knocked on the door with her forehead. Yeah. Not her foot, her forehead. That makes no sense. But I digress. So um, yeah. they have a conversation. They talk about, all right, we're going to go and take you to meet my family. They go. They take this long road trip. Uh-huh. They end up at his family's house. And they're like, yeah, you know, we're having the family get together or like the community get together. And she's like, oh, you didn't tell me. You know, why didn't you tell me it was this weekend? She played like she didn't know. That this was happening this weekend. And yeah. if you're watching the film in real time, you feel like she don't know. You you kinda you kinda buy into that she I was, was baffled when she was in on it. I was like, oh Yeah. So they bring all their friends around and he's literally like one of three black people in the entire I don't even want to say cookout or, I don't want to even say okay. cookout or picnic, but it was Plantation. that um, yeah. So he pulls up, he sees the black man out there working the grounds, he comes in the house, he sees the black maid, he's just really weirded out, and these black people don't act like the black people he knows, they don't act like, you know, his best friend who calls him in and out of the movie, throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and he's wondering, like, what's doing, going on? We're doing a great job spoiling this, but go ahead. Yep. His friend is like, yo they're turning these black people into sex slaves. You need to get out. And he's like, what are you talking about? You have no clue what you're talking about. He's like, I'm just taking what you're telling me and connecting the dots. This is what's happening. Sex Um, slaves. (laughs) Huh? He said, sex slaves. They're turning you to sex slaves, man. I'm telling you. Or, um, (laughs) I mean, that's what he said, man. So it comes to find out this woman who has told him she, that he's his, her first black boyfriend has had numerous black boyfriends that she's brought to her house. And her family runs this crazy ring of um, abduction and brain transplanting uh, for mm-hmm. elderly and disabled, affluent white people. Um, and so that's the gist of the film. That's what you find out by the end. And the daughter is in on it. Um, so let's talk about the things that we gathered from the film. Let's name them and then let's kind of talk talk about them. Okay. Well, let me let me talk about how I felt about the film. Okay. Um, go ahead. Yeah, the film was dope to me. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely uh, not the usual horror movie, but I like the spin. Dude, on it the wasn't even a horror movie. movie. I was laughing. It was like a comedy comedy horror. Like, it, was it was like funny. a scary comedy. Like, yo, this is funny, but this is not like this is not exactly. too far fetched. Uh, exactly. You know, the guys running a lot of funny moments. The friend and. Like the, the the things they were doing, because I could tell it was Jordan Peele because the sketches. So there was very some humor in there. You got a, a lot of stuff you had to pick up. And it was so funny to me, right? So mm-hmm. it was dope to me when I first seen him. Like, okay, I never knew the daughter had anything to do with it till the end. When he started going through those pictures with other dudes, I was like, wow, you know. So, but oh no, the father was hilarious. I found out when she was like, you know, I can't give you those keys. Yeah, like I found out when he literally seen the pictures. That was before the keys. I mean. But, but um, no, yeah, the father. No, yes, it was. Yes, it was. My bad. Yes, it was. Yeah, come on. If you're gonna spoil it, spoil it right. So you're right. The father, the father was hilarious to me. The father, the racist father, the whole racist white people plant colony, whatever they colonized the backyard. Um, it was funny to me, man. It was interesting. Um, I liked it. I liked the friend. Like the approach. 
the whole brain transplant abduction thing. It hypnotized, you know, psychic thing was hilarious. Shout out to the sucking place. Whatever your sucking place may be, uh, it was all subjective. Uh, <laughs> Is your sunken place the third heaven? I'm just kidding. <laughs> listen, it might be. I was in the... Uh, ah, Lord. Listen, I'm in a sunken place. Three... And shout out to the lady with the teacup. Three hits. Bing, bing, bing. Yo, you gotta... Um, you gotta Do have you Ty talk about... A lot of preachers are out here. They're preaching like this. Sink. They're sinking. <laughs> they're sinking. <laughs> sinking. Yeah. Sink. I'm up. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's yeah, Ty Trivia. That'd be a that's great mashup. Sink. Sinking. Gossies, you like no, but seriously, um, you like this. I, that that record is fire. But it was it was good. Get out was good to me. A lot of people, some people don't like yes, it. Some very people did. Good. It's very. It plays in the mental though. You have to really think because the okay. But so we're going to like what we thought about it because the movie itself was like mirroring reality in a way. I don't know about the abduction brain about the brain transplant, but the human trafficking, organ harvesting. That's a yep. real thing that's going on in the black market. Like it's not a conspiracy theory, people. It's actually a real thing, right? Definitely. So. The movie opened eyes to a lot of stuff, and that's why I'm going to give it, hand it over to you, and then we're going to talk about it. So, what do you see in the film first? What opened your eyes up that mirrored reality? And what did you see in the film that opened your eyes up during the film? Like, oh, this made sense, yada yada. So, you can start that off, then we'll talk about that. Okay. There's some real issues behind it. Okay. Like opened up. So. so, one of the things that it mirrored in reality is just, uh-huh. all right, even the opening of the film with a homeboy from Atlanta, just the awkwardness of walking and a non-urban quote-unquote place like being in a suburban neighborhood and that's not where you from and you know there's not a lot of people that look like you that live there the awkwardness of you even know, walking there by sore yourself thumb. Yeah, you out like just sore. feeling out of place yeah. and apprehensive about being there um but one of the, the major one of the major themes that i pulled from this movie um and it came from it came by way of this this family, this horrible family is, um, the like estate planning, legacy, longevity planning. This family had a business and not that I agree with the business because obviously it was wicked and horrible, but they had a business and they had a method for continuing this business and continuing their family line. Yeah. They knew, they knew how to, use this hypnosis thing to get these people um, into a place where they could take advantage of them and use them for their own gain, which we see, which which Mm -hmm. we see a lot, you know, man, look, that's America right now. Just hypnotized by millions of things. We're all in the second Hypnotized by, you know, society, religion, entertainment, whatever, whatever you want to point to that's hypnotizing the masses and keeping them in subjection and keeping mm-hmm. keeping them uh, and us cuz if we if we work for anybody other than yourself you kind of end this too um but keeping us yeah. uh employed in that way where we benefit somebody else's dreams plans and goals um so i thought that was interesting so let me break this down the father did brain surgery and his father did brain surgery, I believe, right? The older... His father... Well, I... I the grandfather. Yeah, yeah he, Well, I don't know if he did it. He practiced it legally, but I know he was a track runner. So I, when he got older, yeah. I think he just did it in his house. Yeah. Period. So, so he... I don't know if that was... So the father yeah. in the movie was a brain surgeon, and the mother mm-hmm. uh, practiced hypnosis in psychology. Yes, in a sense, it was psychology, but she used hypnosis in her, in her, her practice. Right, right, right. Um, And they sent the son off to learn how to do brain surgery so that he could come back. And at this point, he was an assistant. But obviously, you can see the line of succession was for him to become what his father is, so that when his father became old and couldn't do it anymore, he could transplant his father's brain. Right, while being a part-time MMA wrestler to help <laughs> bring the bodies in. That was definitely him in the beginning. Yo. The white card, because the white card at the end, I was like, oh, wow. I'll yeah. link those two together. And I was the black guy from the barbecue in the beginning. Like, everything, man. It was just yeah. like, oh, wow. Like, it really made sense. Everything lined up. 
Like somebody brought a point to me, even when she was eating the cereal on a, on a um. Oh, bed. at the end like, when she had the uh, fruit, the Fruit Loops in the uh, cup and the milk in it, another cup. Yeah, separated the whites from the colors in a way. Like it really, it's a lot of like small intricate stuff you can look at now if you watch the movie again. You'll be like, oh, oh wow. yeah, it's a I lot. Never, I never paid attention to that. You know, it's a lot. You know, and um, and you talk about that, and to me, a lot of human trafficking. Human trafficking was a. Mm-hmm. A big thing that this open eyes to abduction is a real thing. That's not that's a real legit thing, yeah. right? So, and a lot of black women and black men are missing. A lot of people are missing. Period, but especially black men and women, and they're missing now, like literally now, almost thousands of them, right? And it's not a big news story, but they're legit missing. And shout out to that sponsor, um, Sirens, um, but they're legit missing, and they've been missing. For quite some time now, and they constantly go missing, right? And it makes you wonder what's happening, right? And there's definitely a black market, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Organ harvesting is definitely a thing. People kill people for their organs. Yep. Right. It, this isn't no conspiracy theory, y'all. This is just Google it. This is not even Google. Like people tell, like people kill people for their organs. Like the story with the um Kendall, I think his name was Kendrick the, Johnson. Uh, Kendrick Johnson, you know, who died, and they found them newspaper. They found him wrapped up in a wrestling mat in the gym, and his body was stuffed with newspaper. His organs were gone. And until this day, that case is nobody's talked about. So, and you take his organs just walked away, or people just took his organs to eat them? But first off, how did his body get stuffed with newspaper? Who who had this body, and how long did they have it (laughs) before it was stuffed in there? It's a black market for a brain, a good 10,000 for a brain, a good couple thousand for for kidneys hearts like probably seven millions dog no of course but i'm saying on a black market when it goes to the first hands and the second hand when it goes to a certain amount of hands of course the price it changes but the person that does it that catches it that sells you know what i mean so abduction is a real thing black market it's a real thing so human trafficking and um like organ harvesting that really opened eyes to a lot of people that that's actually going on you know Mm -hmm. i knew of it but you tell people stuff like this they'll say and no, that's not happening. But when you got six, like six hundred, oh, not sixty thousand, whatever black girls are missing, black men go missing every year. No one talks about it. Where are they going? They're mm. just not walking away, vacationing. Some are just probably getting killed. Some are probably human trafficking, being used for prostitution. But some are legit being killed for their brain, their organs, their heart. Because as black people, genetically, we have a certain, you know, um, cell percentage and stuff like that, and a certain. Yeah. You know, and just even thinking about slavery just being breeded for survival, genetic survival. Yeah. So it, it's like organ harvesting and um, uh, what else we, yeah. And I also, this is another thing. This is why, if do your history on this one, right? Henrietta Lacks, you know what that is? Say it again. Henrietta Lacks. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Educate me. She, she's an African American woman. You know, um, who's they? She's from the famous Hella Cell Line, one of the most important cell lines in medical research ever discovered. Right. Mm-hmm. Long story short, nineteen fifty, from nineteen forties, whatever, nineteen fifties, she died. Mm-hmm. But they used her cells before she died. Her cells from nineteen fifty until now, they never. Her cells never died. They kept living. Hmm. So they they used her cells for va- vaccines, cancer research. Henrietta Lacks, right? If you Google her name, H E N R I E T T A Lacks L A C K S. Google Henrietta Lacks and do your research on that. Hmm. She died oh years, 70, 80 years ago. But her cells they took some of her cells before she died and used it for research. And her cell is the most important cell to this day in modern medicine. Hmm. One of the most important cells because it keeps multiplying itself. And her cells is used for cancer. It's used for research for AIDS, I believe. Hmm. Just for this one woman alone. So this one black woman, if they found this from her... Has been invaluable they, to science progression. Very valuable to the science... This one black woman. Invaluable. You know, they, they use a, Priceless. Right, 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 right. So they use this one black woman. You don't think they're using black people constantly to research on us? They've been researching on us for years, right? Look at you the food that them. they put in the hood. Think that ain't research? Right. Yeah, so shout out to Henrietta Lacks. You just pay the research. You just pay to be researched on. Yeah, see. Yeah, 
and she had a cancer tumor, you know, during treatment, or whatever, a cervical cancer. And that's why on, on them, uh, them little applications, you want to be organ or, organ donor. I really don't kind of check those off. They'll snipe you out. Also, <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good with the organ donor stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so yeah, that's what happened to her is what's happening to a lot of black people. Like their cell, our cells and our organs are being used to be tested upon. And people take our organs and our cells and everything and, and import them within themselves. White people probably. But, you know, because our melanin, our cell countage, everything else is very invaluable. Mm-hmm. And people use it for research. This is a real story. Yeah. <laughs> and like, honestly, that that story that you just told me, I'm, I don't I'm not saying it in terms of like a denigration of calling it a story. But with Miss Henrietta Lacks. That sounds a lot like Dr. Charles Drew. And for those who don't know, Dr. Charles Drew did a lot of the work that brought us to the place where the medical field uses um, the practices that they use to separate blood cells and blood plasma for storage. The man was in a car accident and bled to death because they refused to give him blood from a white person. Yeah. Literally, the man who figured out, all right, this is how you can store blood to best, at, like, keep it on the shelves and make sure that you can use it when it's ready or when people need it. When it was time for him to need it, he couldn't get it because he was black. That's crazy, man. That's that's what I'm saying. So it's like, but then they, they use us for cloning and testing and research and vaccines. And they won't tell you all this, but this is a legit thing. Mm-hmm. It, Multi-billion dollar industries is based on bodies stolen from females, black females, black men, black males. Like, and they use ourselves. You think they're not creating children in in the labs? They're already creating children in the labs for profit. You think they're not doing it for more kids? Our melanin is so valuable. Like, our melanin alone is black people. Like, white people have melanin, too. It's a different type of melanin, right? Mm -hmm. But our melanin... As black people, so valuable. People actually take cells and skin. Listen and insert. I don't. I don't talk too much. I don't listen. I don't know who's listening to this podcast. I don't talk too much. But listen, <laughs> get out. Hopefully, you know, open the eyes of a lot of people. Not just in a fictional sense, but like in a reality. Like, hold on, people are going missing. Mm-hmm. People are gone. I mean, prostitution is a thing. But what about the opposite? People are. You what know, if it's not just that? With, like. Exactly, and not that People that's not, and not that that's not a horrible epidemic that's, because no, it absolutely one hundred percent is. But what if you know these people are going missing and they're not they're not living anymore because they took organs from them? Yeah, people are found missing. People are being found with missing body parts. I'm sorry, internal organs, missing organs. Yeah, like it, that's not no. Why, why are you killing me and then taking my organs? You're not taking them to feed and them on them. Honestly, me. you know what this really does? And not that I don't already think that, but it really right, right. highlights how invaluable the creation of God is. That, mm. you know, you got people pulling, you know, and kidnapping people to take pieces of them to help sustain someone else's life, which they consider invaluable. So, how invaluable are you? How wonderfully and fearfully and wonderfully made are you that? something inside of you can be transplanted into someone else and it can save them. Yes. Clone. Like we're like, there's a market for us and our kind and our melanin and our structure and our genetic, our genetic makeup, which, which they use and get out. Right. But there's definitely mm-hmm. a market for that. Yeah. But Do even, research. even in get out, you can see all of the comments to him were based on his genetic code. Like even the brother, exactly. he was like, yo, are you into MMA? If you studied Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you'd be a beast. And then the woman walked up to him and she's like, hmm. And she's feeling on his muscles. And then she looks dead Uh at his girl or at the girl and is like, so is it true? And looks at this man's, you know, manhood, like just straight up treating this man like cattle. But even not just physically, like mentally, black people, when you look at the, uh, like, you know, civilizations of the world and like our intellect, like it's really amazing. From the Mayans to the Egyptians to, you know, um, Africa, Asia. I'm talking about back, back, back in the day. Not just the modern Asians you see. I'm talking about the melanin, mm-hmm. you know, the darkest skinned ones, you know, in, in Asia. You know, do your research. So it's like really, 
it's, it's just an amazing thing, man. So that's why I try to, you know, tell people to be safe out here because abduction is a real thing outside of the whole trafficking and harvesting. Like, that's a real thing. And what happened in the beginning of the scene, like you said, certain neighborhoods you go to, you just walk in dolo thinking you're cool. Not even just being kidnapped, but like the cops to just pick on you. Like, yeah. you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Like I'll be in certain neighborhoods, I take my hat off purposely. I'll take my hat off, I'll sit up, I'll do all that if I'm going to a certain neighborhood. Turn the I don't music want no down attention. So it's not louder than your what? car. Every day. And you know my music stay loud. Like so my music <laughs> gonna be down. Every time my, my wife get in my off. car, she'll be like, Will you turn this down before you get off? It's too loud. Yeah, because that's sad, but I mean, it's th- sometimes you got to adapt, and that's just reality. Yeah. So, you know, it's sometimes it's not too extreme, like, oh, abduction, but abduction can really happen because thousands upon thousands of black people go missing every year, y'all. You'd be perfectly legal in your car, strapped in, and you just make sure, you looking to make sure everything is on point. you going into different neighborhoods. It, it's it's just, you know, yeah, it's part of the thing. So, so, yeah, Get Out was a dope movie. Um, definitely. It definitely opened the eyes up. I, I, I you know, I commend, I recommend um, you all to watch it who didn't see it, even if after we spoiled it, just watch it, get a better gist upon it. Um, shout out to the friend, we all need a friend like that. I yo, would definitely be that word. friend though. I'll be calling you up, yo, like, Tony. You definitely would be. I'll be like, Yo, Tony, nah, nigga, they, 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 trust me, trust me, put me on the phone, put me on the phone with the lady. Like, I, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, but, trust me, she listen, crazy. It's the reality. Her and her family. <laughs> I would know. I'll walk up in there. And I, 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 listen, listen. So, I'm immune from the sunken place. So, Whatever your second place is, just DM me or just tweet the show. <laughs> tweet the show. Your, Whatever you tweet the show account. Your sunken place. Yeah, give us your, what, the place that you go in, and you know, you know, you become, um, you know, senseless, lifeless. You become, you know, a slave to it. Mm. Nah, I'm preaching. Mm, what's your second place? I know mm. some pastors saying get out and use that in the sermon. It's probably hella <laughs> whack. Sermon was trash. Escape your sunken place. Hashtag get Escape out. Escape your sunken place. Word. Sermon Yo, was trash. John Gray. Like, no, I'm playing now. What's Word. hypnotizing you? Get out of here. What's sp- hypnotizing you? Spiritually, you got to realize. And that's another thing on hypnotize, you know, um, hypnosis and demonizing voodoo and stuff of the Bible. We never talked about that. Mm. The witchcraft and stuff in the Bible. But how that and a lot of stuff is demonized, like marijuana and, and stuff like that. But it's, listen, that's another show, though. We always say that, but that's legit another show. Because <laughs> I really want to get into the, the context of those things. Mm-hmm. The biblical, philosophical, you know, debates and, you know, opinions. So that's an interesting thing. Um, So, yeah, I don't got nothing to talk about. I got to get out of here and get ready because I'm about to get out. Word. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Right, so I got to... <laughs> I got these Uts red hot chips sitting here. I ain't opened them the whole show. Yo, get that red okay. dye forty out your system, man. Oh man, that GMO Escape. Santo, man. I'm Escape. Trying. That's a get that's, out. So you you call so you're calling people who eat like junk like this. We're in the second place. I mean, you tell because me. you're a vegan. You tell me. <laughs> I ain't gotta say. It. You tell me. I say what? Listen, I'm healthy. Listen. Bible said, "Pray for it before you eat meat, grass. <laughs> you eat the grass and twigs. You eat the meat and the, the grass and Listen. twigs. Really, you know. Listen, you know damn well. I don't eat no grass and twigs. You know, <laughs> now we gonna see though at that brunch. You heard? Hey, hey, but, um, hey keep that low. You know, we don't know what I'm talking about. Listen, you, we in the second place right now. <laughs> Three hits. Okay, we out. Two tones. We signed. Peace. Peace. Sink. Sink.